The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 291 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. So what does it take to create a comic book, especially here in Oklahoma? Here to talk about it are local creator Robert Wilson and Literati Press Chief Strategist Buck Berlin. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hey. Hey, thanks for having us. So, uh, Robert, tell us about your experience as a comic creator. Uh, well, so I actually got started uh, making comics kind of through New World Comics, which Buck is the owner of. Yep. I, uh, I had written and drawn a few stories and just um, really was kind of spinning my wheels and not not really getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. And Buck introduced me to a, a, a guy named Brian Winkler, who's another Oklahoma City uh, local. And um, we just hit it off and started making a comic called Knuckleheads Together. And that ended up getting published through Comixology, which is now a part of Amazon, and uh, then published physically through IDW. And I've just kind of been working as a professional artist ever since. Mm-hmm. How has your experience in trying to get someone to kind of create your your things, publish your things? How how hard is that? Yeah, publishing is such a tricky it's such a tricky thing, right? Because most publishing companies are pretty traditional conservative companies. They're kind of risk averse, right? right. They don't want to they don't want to put money into a project that they don't know that they're going to get their return out of. And so you kind of have to, as a creator, take down as many of those barriers as possible. You have to make it to where you are the safest bet possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, for me, early on, we did that by just making the thing first. So we didn't necessarily need to have uh, an advance from a publisher mm-hmm. for us to make a comic. We made it, you know? Right. If you... That, and that's my number one advice for anyone who wants to make a comic or write a novel or record an album. Like, first thing is just make a thing, you know, yeah. just make a thing. And then, um, you know, as things uh, progressed for me, uh, stuff like building your own fan base, building your own following through social media, in-person appearances, uh, building relationships with comic shops and comic shop owners, uh, all of those things are uh, contribute to y- basically you being a safer bet for mm-hmm. a publisher. So when you get your first break, which you know really that's that's when people need to make the decision: did I, you know, did I do something? Do I want to continue on with it, or did I just achieve my life's like, oh, I wanted to make a comic. There we go, cool, done. Sure, sure. You know, or man, do I keep going with this? So mm. when you're uh, out there trying to sell yourself, you know, you want to be the next big thing, but you also want to look like a safe bet. So how do you show everyone, hey, 
look, I'm just like the last thing that you did, but I'm not just the last thing you did because you already paid for that. Sure, sure. And, you know, I think that that that's a tricky question, right? Because the more unique your work is, kind of necessarily the riskier it's going to be for anyone who wants to invest in it. But on the other hand, it makes for a huge potential reward. Um, doing just another superhero story or another, you know, I don't know, Star, Star Wars clone, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, that. That might feel like a safer bet, but I honestly feel like there's so much kind of referential material out there that the best thing you can do is try to not even think about publishing. Try to not even think about money at first. Um, and, and that's tricky to say, right? Because, uh, you know, we live in a society that kind of requires you to have some money to live. Yeah, and, and I think that that's where uh, a lot of people get hung up on everything is because you know, there, there is a roadmap to success and financial, you know, stability in business. And the artistic way to go about it is anything but that. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's where, you know, I know a lot of projects just die is because you don't just start, yeah. you know. Um, it's the, you know, after you've done a, a lot of stuff for a while is when you need to know when you can quit to restart because now you have that experience as opposed to someone who's starting out. I'm guessing that you just kind of had to, you know, roll with the punches and learn. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think for me, I, I had the benefit of being a bit of a compulsive creator. I, I, I was making stuff just in my spare time, uh, because I felt compelled to. And, um, the more of that you've got in you, and the more you can, the more you're able to make before it has to become a financial concern, I feel like the better position you'll be in. Um, really, I, I, if anything, I wish that I would have been able to be more of myself and continue to make more before it became a, a financial or publishing concern mm -hmm. because it's so easy once it becomes a career um, for you to be kind of tossed about by, by the waves of, of economics and of, of publisher, um, you know, trends and desires and all those things. Um, have you noticed uh, anything in the, the, God, how long have you been doing the, the indie thing, 10, 15 years now? Uh, yeah, it's uh, just a little over 10 years now. Yeah. So have you found uh, a commonality in uh, artists or writers that are uh, uh, that you see on the scene, those that make it versus those that don't? Like, is there a personality type that you uh, seem to uh, see often? Sure. Or, you know, is, is there like a, an underlying theme that you see, even though, you know, tons of different... Uh, uh, I don't know, personality types, but they all have like this one. Is there anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like that when when I think about all the comic creators that I know, there it's a pretty broad swath of personalities, but there is uh, pretty 
uh, one very consistent um, commonality between all of them, and it's kind of an element of like uh, almost mania, like uh, <laughs> uh, of, of this compulsion to make stuff. Right. Um, and the I think probably the most financially successful creators that I know, the people who who have the biggest followings and all that, they tend to be pretty type A people. You know, they tend to be go getters. Um, but you know, I don't know. Have Have you ever met Mike Mignola, the yeah. creator of Hellboy? So Mike is an interesting guy. Not a lot of comic creators more successful than Mike, and. Uh, He's, he's just an understated dude. He's a very mild-mannered guy, you know? <laughs> just a very quiet, like, uh, reserved person. And so I don't think that I don't think that your personality is necessarily going to dictate your success. I think your ability to put yourself out there, the more you can push your work and, and not feel embarrassed about it, because, look, it is kind of weird to... To be like, hey, look at me! Look how great I'm a genius. Yeah, you know. Which, I mean, that's that's a lot of kind of how we grew up. Whereas, like now, everything is posted on Instagram. See what everyone. Oh thinks. yeah, I'm so, so envious you, of kids these yeah, days. Because yeah, because you you already have everything that's you know being juried by everyone already. Sure, so, and you know, and you've got examples that you can that you can watch and see like daily vlogs of someone who's just saying like. I made this like like and subscribe or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. Whereas we had like I don't know like Kurt Cobain, like we had people who hated themselves for being successful. Right. Yeah, and uh, you know we were always told like, hey, don't be boastful, don't don't be so proud, like sure. uh, quit showing off, and, and now don't it's the, sell out. Yeah. And yeah. Now exactly. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's the other thing. Um, I'm, I know I'm that, waiting for my moment to sell out. I don't know. Like, <laughs> please let it happen someday. That actually does kind of bring me back to where, where I was wanting to go next with this was uh, you're wanting to more or less stay indie. Uh, I know that there are people who are like, I want to get the first ticket to Marvel or DC and stay there for forever. Uh, sure. What are the, uh, you know, what's that really like? What do you see with those types of people that want to do that? And uh, why do we see people, you know, have that as their goal and then come out? Yeah. I don't really know. You know, I there are a lot of there are a lot of superhero characters that I really love, and there are a few that I'd be pretty interested in working on. But it's never really been my my life's goal to like draw Batman or whatever. Right. Um, and I think that it, I think, you know, I think for me, a lot of a lot of that comes back to my childhood being. I was homeschooled, spent a lot of time by myself, spent a lot of time just kind of like following my my bliss or whatever. And so that's kind of what I've always wanted out of life and out of my career. I've always just wanted to make the thing that pops into my brain that I want to make. And doing work for hire um, work is, you know, kind of anathema to that. Like you, you are there to do the job that you've been kind of prescribed and hired to do sure and so um yeah for me i i've got probably just a little bit too much of a a wild spirit to oh sure to to want to like commit myself to a property you know yeah well and, and i mean it's different than it, you know what it was back when we were little it was the hey let's work on this thing that was just around when our parents came around yeah whereas now different. it's the hey can we put a funny horn on the uh, disney mobile outside 
you know, yeah. they're two very different. Yeah, the shareholders say no. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to, hey, I knew the guy who had that idea that time. Yeah, and also, so. you know, when you by the time you created Knuckleheads, you had been drawing, had been an artist for a long time. So sure. the other thing is practice, practice, practice. People need to get good at being an artist before anything else. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, and I think that, so that is absolutely true. I can't argue with that at all. <laughs> um, but I, I do think there's a degree to which um, we live in such a age of like hyper-competent media that I almost feel like I just want people to make stuff even if it's bad. I, I like I, I want weird that's what I want. I want weird stuff. I want things that surprise me. Um, that's why we're friends. Well, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You look at like Picasso or uh, I mean, it's all weird stuff or, or sure. you know, but it's still they're competent artists. Absolutely. It's yeah. just their style. Sure. So you've got first off become a become a talented artist. Sure. You can go off the rails and be as, as chaotic as you want, but you still got to know how to do it. And I don't even mean sure. taking classes, just sitting down and yeah. drawing on a regular basis. Just learning a discipline, you know, having, yeah. having rules to whatever you're doing. Look, uh, so when you do break the rules, then that, right. You know, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm a huge believer in craft. I, um, I don't really believe in, in talent. I believe in skill. Mm -hmm. I believe in, in something that you've, that you've taught yourself to do that you've earned. Uh, and so everything y'all are saying, I agree with, um, though I would definitely caveat that with, um, I care most that people are just making something. Right. Get, get good next. Exploring, yeah. Just yeah. start. That's what I want. I want people to just start. I want more people to be making more stuff. And nowadays with, again, we were talking about social, well, media of, of all kinds, it's easier to get your stuff out in front of other eyeballs. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, one of my, my best comic creator friends, uh, it's a guy named Tom Bloom. He does a web comic called Kill Six Billion Demons. And he started when he was living in Japan in the JET program, you know, teaching English right out of high school, did not know what he was doing, but had so much free time on his hands and was lonely and just started making the thing he wanted to make. And now it's the highest funded comic on Patreon. And like that, that to me is what I want to see more of people mm -hmm. just making the thing that they feel compelled to make. Not everything's going to become financially successful and that's okay. I just want, more expressions of humanity, you know? Right. And you'd have no idea what is going to become financially you really successful. really don't. Because it's like, oh, well, we want to create the next big Ninja meme, Turtles meme or, or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, well, like, but you can't, I mean, the, yeah. when Ninja Turtles started, no one thought, oh, this is going to be the biggest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, yeah. because uh, along the way, there were so many little things that happened to it that right. knocked a chip off or pushed something, you know, because it started off as, Two guys that got really, really drunk and started, you know, making each other laugh with drawings. Yeah, making a Daredevil parody comic. And then it became yeah. a Daredevil parody. And then it became a kid's cartoon. Yeah. Like, it went from that weird jump. Yeah. And, yeah, so you, you can't really set out and, and know these things. No. 
Well, that that being said, sometimes you do have the perfectly manufactured. Uh, here is Britney Spears. <laughs> you know, well, and, we're and certainly have a pop yes, star that, yeah. and and of course that 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 when you look at like Marvel and DC and and Disney and all, they're going to create something that's going to have that kind of splash. Yeah. When you're starting out on your own, you just don't know what's going to be the big thing, what you are going to create that's going to work. So the more you create, the lo- the better chance you have of something becoming that something that's going to be financially successful for you. Absolutely. And, and honestly, like just as important to me is something that is like personally and emotionally successful. Like, mm-hmm. um, one of the least financially successful projects I ever did was a, a one shot comics, 30 some pages, uh, as kickstarted with my friend, Ken Lowry, uh, called like a virus. And it was a comic it's a ghost story comic, but it's like pretty more or less about suicide. And uh, we we raised a few thousand dollars on Kickstarter. We got it printed up real nicely. You know, we paid uh, colorist Jordan Boyd uh, to do a beautiful coloring job. And you know, we never. I don't think we really ever made a dollar profit on it. We broke even, but we had probably twenty people contact contact us later and and say that oh this helped me through something it you know it meant wow. something to me it, you know we had we had a few people come up to us like at conventions like crying and uh to me that's like that's why you make art you're mm-hmm. you're you're attempting to make a human connection with someone else it's like a it's like an act of magic you know you're you're taking a thought or a feeling that's in your head and you're putting it in someone else's mind. And that's, I don't yeah, know. That's, you're showing that you've shared that experience. That yeah, you're, it's beautiful. Connected. And that's that's the beauty with uh, literature and, and that kind of, you know, and music and all those, those things. It, it's, you know, made from so long ago and yet, you know, life hasn't really changed all that much. Oh, yeah. The struggle's still there. Uh, we can still have those, you know, touches of humanity that Absolutely. are unique to only our experience that turns out aren't all that unique. Sure. Yeah. So when, so what are you working on right now? Oh, that's a big question. So I've got, <laughs> I've got a, a comic project that's unannounced, so I can't really talk too much about it. Um, actually two of them, one that I'm co-writing and drawing and one that I'm just drawing. Oh yeah. What are they called? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, so sne- close. Sneaky boy, sneaky boy. <laughs> See, uh, that's how you do that. <laughs> yeah, I they're called talk. none of your business. Yeah, <laughs> I can't talk about it. Oh, what are they called? Oh, well, oh, sorry. Uh, then I am uh, I'm working on some more screen print posters, um, which I'll be taking to conventions this spring, and then uh, hopefully having an art show here in town in Oklahoma City. My first uh, my first solo art show since college, uh, probably sometime late this year, and then. Uh, you know, helping out with the New World Comic Con. Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, what kind of conventions besides New World Comic Con do you do you hope to attend? Uh, so this year I'm going to be at C2E2 in Chicago, uh, wow. which I love. Uh, I, I usually do probably eight or ten shows a year. Uh, I'll be at Planet Comic Con in Kansas City. I'll be at MomoCon in Atlanta, um, which is kind of a hybrid convention. I really enjoy that one has a lot of anime and gaming stuff mixed in with uh, comics. Um, hopefully Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Um, definitely New York Comic Con, and then a couple others. So I'm a decently full plate. So what do you do at these comics, comic conventions or any convention? Uh, do you just sell your work? What? How do you? How does it? How does that work for you? Yeah. So. Comic conventions are actually a pretty big part of my business model, right? Um, in a, any given year, in between 35 and 60% of my income. Mm-hmm. And I'll set up an artist alley. I'll have my own booth. I sell comics and screen-printed posters, original art, and occasionally I'll take commissions. So I'll draw something um, by request for someone. Um, and then... I try to participate in one or maybe two panels or signing uh, per, you know, larger convention that I do. And, uh, and, and then the, actually the thing that I'm most excited about with conventions is uh, I host a breakfast at the larger conventions that I go to. I call it the New Creator Breakfast where um, I invite um, young up-and-coming new creators um, to come have a breakfast with me and a comic book editor. Uh, last time I did it, I had um, an editor from Vault Comics. Wow. And uh, I've had editors from Oni Press before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just kind of talk about the challenges that are facing those six or eight, you know, up-and-coming creators because there's not, there, there really aren't a lot of resources out there mm-hmm for helping people overcome those first big sets of obstacles. And it, ch- and it changes so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I love getting to know younger creators and just, I don't know, feeling like I can be a value to them and help them out and help them avoid um, mistakes that I made. Yeah, being able to actually talk to a publisher at a breakfast setting rather than, because yeah, you can watch YouTube videos or whatever, tutorials Absolutely. or whatever. Absolutely. But actually asking someone, the, per, the face-to-face is going to mean so much more. Yeah, it's, it's um, you, I don't really feel like you can put a price on it. And even just meeting an editor for the first time is such a huge hurdle. I mean, I remember I was I'm not a particularly anxious person, but man, eating, meeting those first couple editors, it, I was sweating bullets. And the yeah. personality type when when you like when a creative meets you know like an editor, typically, it it goes from like hey, I'm a little kid and I have a lot of fun to the <clears throat> no here are the ideas and here's the rules. Although this is a lot of fun too. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> the the power dynamic. There's there's just so much that is involved just having a venue where not only you can meet an editor but it's completely casual you're it's it's destigmatized um i don't know i i feel like it's been really helpful and a, a a bunch of the creators that have done these breakfasts with me before have gone on to publish work and you know some work at Marvel and DC now. Some are doing their own thing, and yeah, it's really, really gratifying. That's that's what I'm looking forward to most this convention season. That's for and also because uh, 2023. Although we did kind of come back in 2022 yeah. after the pandemic, 2023 really feels as I'm looking at conventions as well. This is going to be the year where there's going to be some real a lot of people going to these. Yeah, there, things have ramped back up big yeah, time. There are more shows happening here in Oklahoma than I even knew were happening. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a show that just got announced that I was like, who is that? I don't know any of those 
people running that. So yeah, which is kind of amazing. It's like, awesome. Oklahoma City has per capita uh, so much more great comic shops and mm-hmm. and just like yeah. such such density of enthusiasm that I feel like I don't know. We deserve a great comic convention. Thanks. I thought that I was. Uh, that's, that's why we that's have what New we're World. Doing. I'll that's be over doing. here, Robert Wilson the Fourth. That's, that's why we have <laughs> New World Comic Con. <laughs> take, taking the swing, yeah. Yeah, I, and uh, so, what? Where can people see your work right now? What? What can? What do you have out that, that people can take a look at? Uh, let's see. So the last book I put out was from Vault. It's called Barbaric: The Harvest Blades, which is a one shot in the ongoing Barbaric series. Um, let's see. Uh, I also have three volumes of the creator owned book that I did with Christopher Sabella at Oni Press called Heartthrob. Um, and you have like a virus. I do have like virus, do have knuckleheads and yeah, just a smattering of other, uh, comic work. But then you can also check out my work at Robert Wilson, IV.com. Uh, so that's Robert Wilson the Fourth, and check out his posters, his Ultraman series. Yeah, oh all of them. I, and yeah. actually, I just heard from Subaraya last night <gasps> that the I did a series of Ultraman uh, portraits. Uh, that I, I I finished these portraits like over a year ago, and they were just sitting, you know, in the back catalog. They're finally getting published. They'll be out through Nakatomi, hopefully by the oh end of gosh. the month. Oh my gosh! What? Yeah. Yeah, that is amazing. Oh yeah. my gosh, Subarai is cool. Like I've never, I've never worked with a, a Japanese licensor before, but man, they, uh, they actually are uh, a lot easier to work with than a lot of American companies. So, folks, like we say, go check out Robert Wilson the Fourth. He is the coolest guy you'll run into in at least a week. How many issues did Knuckleheads run? Oh boy, how many did Knuckleheads run? I think we did ten issues. Of, I think we did ten issues of Knuckleheads digitally, and then just collected it oh, all in a big trade. trade. Yeah, yeah, which so. was a great one. Uh, my my first introduction to introduction to Brian, and uh, very talented. Awesome. And love love the artwork. It was really really good. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so, uh, anything else you guys want to? I, I don't know. I I think that's it. I mean, I have a billion more questions, but I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we got jobs to do. Yep. Yeah, and 2023, we're all looking forward to New World Comic Con, and it's going to be a great year for that. Yeah, actually, uh, right after this interview, uh, Robert and I are about to sit down and uh, talk about some uh, potential cool things that we're going to add to it. Because, uh, yep. yeah, we're uh, switching things around this year. We're going to uh, make the uh, the con a big, heavy focus and see what else we can do. Still going to be just one day, or are you going to go for two days this year? Uh, should be just one this year, unless things get really crazy beforehand. But yeah, yeah, I think I think the plan is like we're we're going to be bringing in some more out of state comic creators, awesome. and um, and we'll see how this year is go- this year goes. I feel like for conventions, the time to move to two days is when there's n- no more room in day one. Mm-hmm. So we'll cross our fingers that th- that'll happen this year. And people can find your work at robertwilsonthefourth.com. and IV. IV, yep. And then any any social media, Instagram, all that stuff, at Robert Wilson IV. Great. And Literati Press, where can people find it? Uh, I think at uh, Literati Press. I keep uh, asking you this, and you're going to have to have it down. I, I really will. Uh, <laughs> I walked in today saying, Michael, I got my stuff in order today. No, I don't. <laughs> LiterativePressOK.com. OK.com. Literati Press on, so on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, I'm sure if you Google it, uh, it'll uh, uh, turn up. If you uh, 
you know, I'm pretty sure if you just ask people around, they'll know. Yeah, and if you're looking we're, for we're some comics, go to New World Comics. <laughs> they are they are on newworldcomics.com, and you can find them at 63rd Meridian, one yeah. of my favorite comic book shops. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for showing up today. Oh, yeah, our pleasure. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Robert Wilson and Buck Berlin, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Mm-hmm.